This is the Unlimited Life Podcast with Zara Mahoon and Aaron McKenzie. Zara has been a teacher of Law of Attraction for over 10 years, and Aaron is an avid student. Zara has authored 12 books that are published around the world. She also coaches and mentors people online and across the globe. Together, Zara and Aaron will share ideas, questions, strategies, and methods on how to use Law of Attraction to improve every area of your life. From relationships to health to money and business, we will be covering it all. We want people to come away from this podcast feeling good. We want our listeners to leave with a feeling of hope and inspiration on all subjects. We want to give people simple and tangible strategies that they can use to allow their unlimited lives to unfold. Hey guys, Aaron McKenzie here. Welcome back to another episode of the Unlimited Life Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, and I have my good friend, Zara Mahoon, joining us today. Hey, Zara. Hi, how are you? Super good. How are you? Fabulous. What kind of good things do you have going on that we oh all need God. to know about? Oh, lots of stuff. <laughs> new stuff coming out, new books coming out, new course coming out, all good. Yeah, that's really exciting. I know you were telling me about your new course. So I'm definitely excited to hear more about that. Yeah. And I'm what, what's, what's, about... so with your new course, what's one thing that you're, if, if you can share the details, what's one thing that you're most excited about with your new course? Can we get a sneak peek? Um, the thing that I'm really excited about the new course is that for anyone who truly wants to apply law of attraction to improving their life, once they get this course, they will not need anything else. So it's the one-stop shop, huh? It will encompass everything. That's awesome. You know, that is actually one of my favorite things about you because I've used you. Obviously, we do our podcast together, but I've used you on many occasions. And for a, a while, I've used you for personal coaching and one thing I've, I've got to say that I love about you is that you handle your coaching business and really everything you're involved in, in a way that you told me, you said, Aaron, shortly after this moment, you are not going to need me anymore. I love how you teach and coach in a way that doesn't set people up to have to rely on you, but rather allows them to do this stuff themselves because now I'm doing it myself, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not doing a lot of coaching really anymore, um, but it's pretty cool. It's like I, I've got my sea legs at using this stuff now. I feel pretty good. Well, I think that uh, I'm actually looking forward to enrolling you in the Alignment Coach Program so that you can start coaching other people. Super cool. Yeah, I'd like to. I, that sounds like a lot of fun. I'd love to do that. Um, okay, what are we talking about today? Okay, drum roll, please. Um, so... I want to talk about something today that I'm sure no one has ever experienced ever, but sometimes I tend to be a little bit of an overthinker. Even with all of my, you know, law of attraction knowledge and everything I do, and, you know, I feel like I'm a pretty uh, consistently happy person. I still myself, uh, I'm falling into the this overthinking sometimes. And people tell me, Aaron, like you're overthinking. So I want to know, I want to do a, an episode right now on overthinking. What is overthinking? Why does it happen? And how do we stop it? It's going to be more than one episode. Overthinking comes from trying to solve a situation or a problem or look at a situation from the point of view of logic, 
but you can't get anywhere with your logic because logic is limited. You need more than just logic to solve the problem or address the situation that you're in. Let me give you an example. Um, we are all taught to use our logic, but logic does not know everything. Our logical mind is limited by the amount of information that is available to it. So as an example, a uh, hundred years ago or a little more than a hundred years ago, maybe 200 years ago, it was common belief, it was common knowledge, it was logical that the earth was flat. That was the logic at that time. And the logic was, if you travel all the way to the edge of the earth- You'd fall off. Yes, and that was completely logical. But it only took one person to prove all those people wrong, right? Yes, but what did that one person have to do in order to prove all of them wrong? That one person had to say, I have a new belief. And I choose not to believe in your stuff. I'm going to go find my own stuff. And that's truly what breaks us out of that prison that society puts us in. Because overthinking comes from looking at a problem and trying to find a way where unless you give up your existing beliefs, there is no other way. It's kind of like one of those things too, where when you're, I know one side, I love your writing. I love your writing in um, the books, uh, the books you've, that you've published. But I know in one thing you recurringly say, you know, a lot of times when a lot of times when we're in the middle of a problem, we can't see the solution, mm -hmm. but the solution's always there, but, but we can't always see it. And so I think a lot of the overthinking when, like when something's going on that I'm worried about, I don't really know what's going on, but what is that? You can only see those things that are available to you based on the emotion that you're on. So unless you were at an emotional frequency of hope, because hope allows new solutions to come, you wouldn't be able to discover a solution. And mm -hmm. when you're lower on the emotional scale, so when you're in anger or revenge or fear or blame or guilt or any of those negative emotions, you only have access to resources and solutions that correspond to those emotions. So none of them are valid. And that's where your mind says, oh, but that's not a good solution. I need a different one. Let's take an example. So let's say that you're really angry about something. Somebody's done something and you are just so angry. And here you are sitting in your anger and you're going over the situation again and again, overthinking it in your head. And you're saying, how do I fix this? So uh, you have a solution. I can go and kill this person. That's a solution. But wait a second, that's not really a solution because if I go and kill this person, I'll end up in trouble. So that's not a solution. Okay, what else can I do? 
uh, okay, I won't kill them. I'll just knock their lights out. You know, I'll just go and punch him in the face and get my frustration out. These solutions sound fun, but I don't know if they're really solutions, are they? Well, that's where I'm getting at. So okay. you think about doing that and then you're like, uh, no, if I do that, what will happen next? What if, what if, what if, right? So your mind is just taking, spinning you around in circles and you can't find a solution because you're so caught up in the negativity of it that the solution to hug it out will not even occur to you. So you have to change your emotional state in order for a different solution to come to you. And this is where it gets really fun because I can do that. I've, I've learned how to do this in myself now, right? So we have a problem for me, Aaron, I have a problem. Something's going on. I can't see the solution. It doesn't feel good. That's where I stop. And climb the mountain. And climb the mountain. So for me, and that's really what you just said, right? So when we feel that way and when we're in the midst of a problem, there's no problem to solve. The only thing we need to do then is do what we know that works within ourselves to change our emotional state, or exactly. we could call that, or to feel better, or to climb up the emotional scale. There's lots of ways that we can say this, but that's really what we're that's talking it. about. That's it. And there are so many ways to do that. And all of them involve a change of the topic to which you're giving your attention. So simple, even simple things like just standing up in the Superman pose, you feel more confident. And that's, I'm glad you said that because that's what I want to ask you, you know, now, I mean, what, what are, and for me, so for me, when I know I need to feel better, because when I feel better, I have access to the, a much better set of answers. Yeah. So for me, a lot of it is exercise, but that's just me. What are a few other ways, um, what are some of the most common ways that people can, what are some of the most common things people can do to intentionally, you know, come up the emotional scale or to intentionally feel better, change their exercise, emotional state? Exercise works for everybody, but there are other things that work for everyone as well. One of them is uh, mathematics, mental math will get your mind off the problem. So if you, were going if you were going over multiplication tables or something that requires you, requires uh, your mind to- Engage. Um, <laughs> yes, to pay attention to what it's doing. That will get your mind off the problem for a few minutes and it'll make you feel better. Focusing on nature and actually focusing on nature, becoming present being mindful. So all those strategies that apply to being mindful or going into meditation also apply in getting yourself to stop overthinking because when you go into mindfulness or meditation, what happens is it slows down your thinking. So when you are adding numbers and let's say that you've decided that you're going to double up. So two plus two is four, four plus four is eight and you're going to keep going that way you have to pay attention otherwise you will make a mistake just very similar to where when i'm climbing camelback mountain i have exactly. to pay attention to where i have to pay attention where my foot goes and my hand goes or i'll be in trouble and you know what i as you just talked about this stuff i realized another tool i use is simply driving my car i love driving and i love listening to music so 
is this, it's probably the same thing, right? So when I get in my car, turn the music up, put my hands on the wheel and I start driving, that's well, the same depends. type of thing. Oh, well, that depends. You see what music does and what driving does to you doesn't help you shift your emotional state. It just magnifies the emotional state that you're on already. Huh, interesting. So because most people zone out when they're driving. So the process of driving is an automatic process. So it's not helping you to become mindful. Okay. Right. You become mindful when it's a process that your mind needs to be engaged on, like climbing the mountain and finding the right foothold. But when you're driving, you're not doing that. You can be driving and completely zone out. You can be listening to music and completely zone out. The music can play in the background. It's not in the foreground unless it's karaoke and you're paying attention. Right. If you're right? singing. You're singing. You have to know the words. You're paying attention to the words and the rhythm and your delivery of the words. That's when you're mindful. Otherwise, music plays in the background. When we uh, want to deal with overthinking, it's about becoming present in the now and letting go of the problem that you were focused on because you weren't getting anywhere with it. It's like when you lose your keys, you have to stop looking for them and do something else so that you can then find them. Then I want to just right there. This reminds me of something you told me. You told me that whenever you lose something, like if you lose your keys in the house, you told me that you stop looking for it or you don't look for it. And you have your son look for it. Yes. Okay, so everybody that's ever lost their keys or something in the home, this is a this is a this is a good one. This is really good, Zara. Why why do you if you lose your keys, why do you ask your son to find them to find them for you? Because I have attachment to the outcome and he doesn't. So he doesn't have resistance because he doesn't have attachment. I have resistance because I have attachment. So for me, if I lose my keys in my house and I'm looking for them, actually, this happens to me quickly. I feel anxious and I start rummaging through things, actually. And especially if, if there's somewhere I, I feel like I need to be by a certain time, I start pulling drawers out. I'll take the couch cushions and throw them across the living room. And then, and then everything. So you make things worse. You make things worse. But why, why is that? But okay. So you said, but the what? This is a great illustration of attachment to the outcome. This is a great illustration. You do that because you're frustrated and that's attachment to the outcome. This, uh, that's a, yeah, that's a, this is a good illustration. I like this. So I'm attached to the outcome, which is means like the, my vibe when I'm looking for my keys is I'm freaking out. I'm like, Oh my God, gotta find them. Gotta find them. Gotta find them. Yes. Whereas someone else comes and looks for them. They don't gotta find them. So Mm -hmm. they're calm. And they don't have resistance and they don't have attachment to the outcome. So your calmness, calmness, where's calmness? It's higher on the emotional scale. Your frustration is low on the emotional scale. Right. So that calm person who has no attachment to the outcome can find the solution for you. The same thing happens when people go to a doctor or a lawyer or someone who they think has expertise because they are not able to find the solution themselves because the problem has brought them down on the emotional scale. They go to an expert because the expert doesn't get involved emotionally in your problem. The expert keeps his cool or her cool 
and is able to therefore guide you through the problem. So you that's and that's when you, you know you're getting to the hope the hope the hope stage, exactly. right? And that's what a coach does. Myself as someone who guides people using the law of attraction, that's what I do. I don't get involved in their emotions. I become the lighthouse beaming a light on them so that I can call them to where I am. The lighthouse doesn't go to the ship. It calls the ship in. Right? Really, oh yeah, that's really, really well put. I, I like that. And I know that, I mean, for me, especially if I've, if I don't have, if I have a problem and I don't have hope, that means I'm not going to try to fix it. That's right. Well, you won't be able to fix it because you won't have access to the solution because the solution is a different vibration than the vibration that you're on. So let's wrap it up at this point. Yeah, this has been super good and we can continue this. We could continue this for a couple of episodes, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, let's so summarize. So overthinking, what is overthinking? What, if we're experiencing overthinking, what do we do? Overthinking is basically dealing with a situation based on the resources that you have available. When you are low on the emotional scale, you have available less resources than when you're high on the emotional scale. And the best thing to do is to take your mind off the situation so that you can go up the emotional scale and then address the problem from a better emotional state. Very good. It's kind of like, kind of makes me think about when they used to say in school, you know, stop and think, but it's really like, it's, it's kind of back. That's kind of the backwards way, right? <laughs> so stop, stop and feel. Stop and feel, right. Wow, this is super cool. Thanks, Sarah. Um, I think this was really interesting and I'm excited to continue this discussion. Um, everybody that's joined us listening, thank you. Uh, thanks for joining us. And I'm sure there's some questions that probably came up as you listen to this. And so please check the show notes for a link to Zara's website. And as always, we welcome and encourage your questions, comments, and concerns. <laughs> so thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Zara, have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the Unlimited Life Podcast. Zara and I were happy to have you here. I will put in the show notes more resources for you to refer to. Also, we invite any questions you may have for us. You can go to unlimitedlifepodcast.com. There is a simple form on there for you to submit your questions to us, and we will answer those questions in one of our upcoming episodes. My personal greatest suggestion for all of you is to check out Zara's Unlimited 40-Day Law of Attraction Workbook on Amazon. This book has improved my life in more ways than I can describe. Thank you, everyone, and we will see you next week. The hosts and participants of the Unlimited Life podcast, collectively referred to as podcasters, do not dispense any form of medical or psychological advice or prescribe the use of any technique as a form of treatment for physical emotional or medical problems without the advice of a physician, either directly or indirectly. The intent of the podcasters is to offer information of a general nature to help you in your search for emotional and spiritual well-being. If you apply any of the techniques offered in the episodes offered as part of the podcast, the podcasters assume no responsibility for your actions and your results.